0: Hi guys, welcome to a new podcast episode. My guest of today is the lovely Deepakoslav and a couple of weeks ago, I already talked to her about her career as a content creator and the representation of theses in that industry. We also had a little chat about her foundation post for change and today we're going to dive into that a little bit more because we're going to talk about her latest colorism campaign. With their campaign, they fight colorism and the concept that having lighter skin is better than dark skin. They're calling on Bollywood and other major media outlets to pledge and change the beauty standards to be more inclusive and representative of all skin tones. Please join us for this conversation and sign the petition on www.postforchange.org. Before we start this interview, I would love to share a video of Deepa with you. So listen to it and then please join us for this conversation.
1: Growing up in an Indian family, I've had to face some struggles regarding my skin tone. People and media kept telling me I was the darker one in the family and that was a negative thing and I'd have less opportunities in my future because of it. I was conflicted with this matter even more while watching movies, TV, and having ads promoting a white equals good concept thrown at me constantly. These inner feelings led me to develop serious insecurities and made me do whatever I could to literally change the skin I was in. Whether it be whitening creams, bleaching soaps, or even avoiding the sun, I did it all to escape and resent the color I was born with. So where am I now? Well, the change began all with my mental mindset by starting to accept who I really am, giving into my self identity and just owning it. When I accepted who I am, it gave me the empowerment to not only love myself but to help others do the same.
0: So I know you're busy so I won't take your time too long. Uh... Okay. But let's start at the beginning because I start all my interviews with asking like how you've been because we use that as a greeting a lot. But I know you've been busy with like your house and a lot of other things with the campaign. Yes. So, have you been doing really?
1: Um, yeah. So, indeed, like you said, been busy. Uh, we just moved into a new house. We're sitting in it now. So and following and everything and...
0: on the stories. <laughs> Sorry? I'm following everything on the stories. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, so that's been great, busy though. Um, and then we went on a holiday because it was much needed uh, after, you know, being stuck at home for so long. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, um, you know, slowly things starting to look up again. All the brands are starting to come back to us, work. So work is picking up a lot. And then indeed, uh, working hard on Post for Change. So it's been busy. Yeah, yeah. it's been a busy month.
0: Okay, Okay, I cannot imagine like to have so many different things and doing it at once. But uh, in our last interview, we also talked about uh, Post for Change. But for the people that are watching or listening later, can you tell us like for the people that don't know like what is Post for Change and what do you guys do?
1: Yes, Uh, so Post for Change is a foundation started by my husband and I, Mm -hmm. and it's all about um, using the power of social media for social good and for social change. And what that means is that we use the power that influencers have um, instead of just promoting brands, but they're posting for change, you know, instead of just posting for profits. Um, And so what we do is we pick topics and we pick campaigns mostly around the topics of uh, Um, women's rights and uh, climate change. And when we do that, we pick influencers that fit that topic. And together we create like a big campaign online. Um, And sometimes also um, go on the ground where we work with local NGOs and kind of show the work they're doing and use our platforms and our online audiences to like boost that message more. Um, Like we do for brands, but now we do it for causes, yeah.
0: Love it. Beautiful. And also, uh, I first saw your Post and Change um, Foundation when I saw the menstruation and hygiene campaign, uh, mm-hmm. which was amazing. I also saw that you help a lot of women, but also help, uh, change. I don't want to say changing the perception of the older generation, but I saw that in the video and it was really, um, beautiful to see that. But what made you guys, uh, start this colorism campaign?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I think as you know as well, um, growing up in India, it's an extreme stigma to be darker skinned or to have, you know, a little bit of pigment in your skin and stuff. So from a young, really young age, it's something personally as well. Because I am not even that dark, but I am comparatively darker to say a white person, um, and that I will, I would literally feel like I was not pretty enough because of my skin tone. And I used like every whitening cream that there was, you know, and it was really to do also, I think since the British left India, it became this like colonial hangover of that. Anything that's white, it's beautiful. So like even till today, Bollywood stars whiten themselves. They wear colored contact lenses. They, you know, try to dye their hair completely different color just so they don't look like themselves. Mm. And um, at one point, especially, triggered by the Black Lives movement, when you realize that, oh my God, in our own country, we do racism with our own people based on their skin color as well. Um, that I realized that, you know, it was time to change. and It was time to do something about it. And um, around that time, you know, uh, a lot of brands got a lot of push like uh, Johnson and Johnson and L'Oreal and Unilever got a push around the Black Lives movement. Like how can you sell a whitening cream? Mm-hmm. How can you be till today in 2020 be selling Fair and Lovely or other whitening creams. So all of them quickly kind of like wanted to get the PR right. So, you know, they all said, okay, we're either stopping it or rebranding our creams. But when I thought about it, I'm like, actually, is it even their fault? Because what they did was there was a demand for whitening creams and they provided the product for that demand. So yes, they are wrong, but they didn't create the problem. You know, the problem was created somewhere more deeper down and then I started looking, like, if we want to end colorism, where do we start? Like, what is the um, what is the root cause of this whole problem? Yeah. And then it made me realize, of course, it is the people that make the beauty standards. It's the people that we look at that show us whether you're beautiful or not. So it's Bollywood and it's uh, media and it's magazines and it's TV. It's the things that we look at. And then if we only see... Women who are white in color doing well in life, and women who are white in color being Bollywood stars, and you know, on the cover of Vogue, is everyone white? That you automatically, as a young girl, start thinking, okay, to be beautiful equals to be white. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what has to change in our country: is all of them need to portray a more realistic view of Indian women, and and we are not all completely white, and it should be you know celebrated all our skin tones and all. The shades of brown in between should be
0: celebrated so yeah that's why this campaign was started beautiful and um when did you realize like that colorism existed because i saw you <laughs> like on instagram where you explained it. it was really beautiful to see that and really empowering so thank you for sharing that
1: of course i think for me when i realized it's probably 12 or 13 when i first started caring about my looks and i realized um You know that I looked in the mirror and thought I was not pretty enough just because I thought I was too dark and and at that moment I realized to be liked I had to whiten myself and that there is really a problem in doing that and I didn't learn to love my skin tone until only quite recently actually until I was 23, 24 was when for the first time I'm like, wait a second, I actually really like that I'm brown, you know, it's actually a really beautiful color and like really learning to love myself. And um, so like the biggest takeaway from the End Colorism campaign is that no girl should grow up anywhere thinking that just because of their skin color, they're not pretty.
0: Yeah, beautiful. And um, can you tell us also like, um, how do you think that we can change it as a brown society because it's like a really big problem. It's not that like within one day or one week, we can change it all, but what can we do to make the biggest change?
1: I think talking about it, I think being, you know, raising awareness for it. So if people like that are your role models that you look up to, that you watch on social media are talking more about the topic that already is going to break the stigma, seeing representation. So seeing more people of your skin color on magazine covers on, um, you know, like even a simple fact of me being proud as an Indian and then having achieved so much globally that, makes other indian people be proud of being indian too because they're like that's representing us so if you see more women of brown skin tone like owning it being in powerful positions you know being ceos being top models then i think yourself you start believing that okay you can be pretty as well Mm -hmm. Um, and then I think for the older generation, it's really about talking at home and being like, why, why mom or why grandma do you say that? Like, why do you think, you know, just turning the conversation and talking about it, I think and giving the right arguments, um, I think we'll all, all, like, again, it's not going to happen in one day. Um, but I do believe if we keep at it in the the next generation, hopefully we'll not have to
0: deal with it. Yeah. And have you ever been contacted? Uh, by brands that want you to promote bleaching products like in the past, and how did, did you no, react? On that? I have not. Thank God. Because no. also, my next question was like, um, what is your thought process on when, uh, for example, big cosmetics brands um, want to collaborate with you for a beauty campaign, but they also are associated with bleaching products? Like, how do you go about it as a content creator? Luckily,
1: again, I don't think I've been in that situation because I became a content creator in the West. And in the West, bleaching products and stuff are not as much. Mm -hmm. Again, I have worked with, for example, Unilever for hair. And I've worked with Unilever for Dove. But then only if you know enough about the beauty world, do you realize that Unilever owns everything. Mm -hmm. And that, in a way, I guess, could be the closest thing to it. But like when I was doing it for them, I had no idea that Dove and fair and lovely was part of the same umbrella company um but indeed because i didn't become an influencer in india i did not have to do that no definitely
0: okay and it's also really beautiful that you indeed tell us like about brands give it because there is a demand it's not that they come up with the idea but um you already told us about uh, how you celebrate your own skin color but have you ever Felt discriminated in the industry you're working on because of your skin tone.
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, I think more in the beginning than now. When I first started out, being the brown girl from India already meant you don't have a fashion sense. Uh, you're probably not going to be invited to any of the shows. And sometimes I even had more followers than the other influencers that were invited. But just because they were skinny, tall, blonde, yeah. uh, they Fit the brand better, and I apparently didn't fit the brand well. Um, so that was very much in the beginning, until the wave of you know inclusion and inclusivity, and we need different skin colors. And to be honest, beauty accepted me faster and more easily than fashion. Mm -hmm. Fashion was definitely the later one where they still really wanted their clique and their girls and, you know, their Europeans to be a part of it. So like even recently when I did that big Dior campaign, like people were shocked because that was, I think the first time a proper Indian influencer with like really, you know, brown skin was doing Dior because they always stuck to their European girls and their, you know, um, white girls and stuff. So things are changing luckily um but yeah in the beginning it was tough
0: yeah i i'm really happy that we had like somebody like you that we send us all so thank you for that um but also uh what actions did you take to accept your beautiful skin like when i know like you said like from the age of 24 but what changes uh, for you then
1: i think a lot of it came from like Self confidence, of course, um, and self confidence comes from when you start becoming good at things. And so, for me, when I realized I was a pretty good influencer and I was doing really well with that, that self confidence translated into everything, and it became if I'm if I'm good at my career, if I'm good at my job then I'm probably good looking. And that means I'm also probably smart. And you know, so it kind of like goes on to everything. And then with that kind of confidence and self-love, you find someone that loves you a lot as well. And then his love and seeing yourself through him makes you love yourself even more. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then it's just like a cycle, like everything, like once you can do one thing positive, everything positive comes after that. Um, And if indeed you go the other way, if you do one thing negative and start like self-talking in a bad way and start, you know, looking at yourself bad, then everything bad happens after that. So my biggest, um, I think, yeah, lesson would be always try to be positive in life and try to see something good in somewhere in yourself or in your world, in your work, and then translate that to everything. Like say, if you think, um, you know, you don't like your body, but you do love your hair, take that as a positive and, you know, slowly you'll start loving every part of yourself.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. And I also believe that you guys made a lot of noise with your petition that you guys uh, created with a bit of campaign. Did you already had some uh, messages also from people from indeed like big media uh, companies or Bollywood that are like mm-hmm. uh, ready for change? Like, did you notice something from that end? I think-
1: I think the way we've done it strategy wise has been first for like me to do it starting today. Actually, we have other influencers talking about it. So um, I think about four of them I've posted today. So from today to the next coming days, it's going to be a lot of influencers now talking about the topic and then phase two is reaching out to the brands and indeed a lot of brands are already doing it like for example sabya sachi or like a vogue and stuff they have always celebrated women of all colors of all sizes and stuff so for getting like their signature it's not even going to be difficult because they're going to be like we already do it of course we'll sign it you know it's going to be a bit more difficult probably for the big bollywood houses um who, already Bollywood's going through a bit of a shit time right now. Yeah. So, you know, because of like the um, the actor who suicided and, and people are really looking at Bollywood in like a bit of a negative way. So I think Bollywood's going to be a hard one because of that, because they're a bit cautious with like, I don't want to get any more friction. I don't want to la la la. Um. But so we're going to start with more designers and like big makeup brands and uh, magazines and stuff that are more people who are, kind of already doing it but this makes them like make the promise more official Mm -hmm. and then bollywood is going to be probably the last phase where they cannot ignore us because there's just so many people talking about it
0: that then they'll have to yeah Mm -hmm. so there's a lot more coming so i really excited about it um but also do you have any advice for younger girls who may be struggling accepting their beautiful skin
1: advice um yeah I think, again, it's so—it's going to sound so cliche, but just try to look at yourself in the mirror and see that you are extremely unique and like what makes you different makes you unique. Um, and why would you want to look like everyone else? You know what I mean? Like that is then the whole world will be one big clone of each other. Uh, so the fact that you look like that is, you know, you should be something cherished. And um, yeah, like I said earlier, just try to stay positive in life and try to go down that positive track instead of the negative track. And and one day you'll wake up and look at yourself in the mirror and say, you know what, I'm actually pretty damn
0: good. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. So before we end this interview, is there anything you wish to share about this topic, which I didn't uh, touch base on?
1: No, I think we're pretty good. I think it's going to be quite a long-term uh, topic. It's not going to be something we finish quickly because it can't change like this. So we're going to keep going at it for as long as it takes. Um, uh, so it's going to be the first time post Change does something in such a long-term kind of way mm-hmm. um, because we're going to like own the topic and really talk about it for the years to come. And yeah. um, that's, that's different from everything else we've done. So that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, apart from that, I think we're just going to keep everyone posted and hopefully use the yeah, power of social media to really create social yeah. change and uh, and make that little girl looking in the mirror be like, you know what? it's okay that i have brown skin actually not even it's okay i love that i have brown skin yeah. that this is like dripping honey gold that i have and people here are tanning to get this and i have it so i should i should rock it yeah, yeah. thank
0: yeah. you so much for this conversation and also for so awesome. all the change you guys are making Thanks. i thank think you. That our like community like can be part of it and i think that with all the things that are coming we will sure be so thank you so much for your time you thank you you so much okay so guys that was the interview with Deepa today about her foundation post for change and about their latest colorism campaign I wish you guys enjoyed this conversation and please sign the petition I will share it like in the bio it's www.postforchange.org please let your voice be heard and thank you so much for watching or listening see you guys next time